up a three. Bearcat Blitz, time for our final show of Crosstown Shootout Week, and we have a very fun one in store for everybody. Preview coming your way, but not before we welcome on the leading scorer for Cincinnati basketball this season, Victor Locken himself. He's been very efficient with his offensive game, very, very disruptive with his defensive game. We're going to talk to him about all that and dive into some fun stuff with Vic as well as we get ready for Crosstown Shootout action on Saturday night at the CentOS Center. I'm Russ Seltman. He's Neil Meyer. I'm your old Bearcats reporter. You can catch Neil on Front Office News wherever you, wherever and whenever you would like to get your Bearcats coverage and concerning women's basketball. Neil covers a lot of other stuff, all the sports there on Front Office News, and I'm more of the football and regular basketball focus. But before we get to Victor Locken, I want to remind you to please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you're picking up your podcast these days. Also, you can check us out on Talking Cats with Russ Heltman. Would love a subscription there as well. And as always, we are coming to you on Valley Sports Ohio. This will be, I think, the first show of basketball-centric focus on Valley Sports Ohio after we wrapped up the football season last week. Check your TV guides for when we are airing, coming on throughout the weekend, leading into Saturday's game against Xavier. Before we get to Vic, though, this holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. And Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up to minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports, and not just the big four. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played. From MMA to international soccer, Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code Believe, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Neil, let's go ahead and bring him on here. Victor Locken, UC Center, joining the show. UC Ford, I should say, because he's been versatile, working all over the formation this season and showing off the shooting skills, showing off the defensive improvement. Vic, thank you so much for coming on and taking some time from your busy schedule this week. Thank you for having me. So, Vic, you're leading the team in scoring at uh, at right around roughly 16 points per game. You've been highly efficient, almost 62% from the floor. I think when I was kind of crunching the numbers last week, I don't know about the most up-to-date right now, but heading into the FGCU game, you were in the top 10 nationally in field goal percentage among players who had attempted at least 2.8 threes per game. What do you think has been the biggest reason for you to kind of start so hot uh, individually this uh, this non-conference slate? Uh, I don't know the answer to it. I feel like I actually had an even better percentage last year, but now, yes, yeah, since I'm shooting more threes and expanding my game, a little bit dropped, but it's still pretty high. And uh, at this point, I just need to work on keeping it high uh, going, finishing the non-conference schedule and going into the uh, conference games. So I don't know what necessarily helped me with it. Probably the stuff I worked on. Just I don't know. I honestly always been efficient for field goal, so it's not right. wasn't something new to me. The three point shot was was something I added, but the efficiency always been there. So 
Yeah, and you talk about the the three-point shot. A lot of people don't know, but that's actually something that you've been working on for the last two seasons. So you're looking at the numbers this season. You're 9 of 18 from behind the arc, uh, shooting 50% there. But people don't realize that you've been working on this shot for nearly two years in the making. Just talk about how this all came together and how you're off to that hot start from behind the arc. Uh, Yeah. Uh, shout out to my shooting coach, uh, Joey Burton. He worked the, uh, a lot with NBA clients. And uh, Mike Roberts, the coach from last year, advised me to him to work with him. It really helped first year by Coach Miller didn't necessarily left me because we had enough shooting uh, <clears throat> strength in our, like, J- J- Jeremiah would shoot a lot. So I didn't, uh, I didn't really have to uh, shoot as much. But now, since I'm playing more four, we have to have a format who's still able to be being able to shoot. So that part helped a lot. And then after I worked with him, I just tried to carry it over all the details. He taught me to the work with our GAs in, in the summer leading to uh, preseason and now in season. So all the work now starts paying off. Victor Locken joining the show this week on Bearcat Blitz. I'm your host, Russ Hellman. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Neil Meyer. So around the team is you're the most superstitious on the roster are there any superstitions that you kind of like lean into that you make sure that you are are checking the box on each and every game day what what makes you so superstitious why would they say that who said it again players have said that you're the most superstitious i think it was on the jumbotron the other day that that you were the you were the superstitious player i mean i think it came up because of the one time we, before FGCU game, John, I think, was going to take my cheer <laughs> on the pregame field. And I'm like, John, no, this is mine. Like, this, this is how I sit. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. So this is how it came out. But I'm not really superstitious. I'm believing in routine. I'm a bigger routine guy. So once I start, okay. sitting, once I start sitting here in the beginning of the year, I sit till the end of the year, and I'll try to uh, not mess it up. Even when I have a bad game, I'll still try to uh, – Try to have my routine, the stuff I do every day, the same, and don't change it ever, kind of. Does, but does that like work into your meals too? Like, do you do you stick with uh, the same pregame, postgame meals that, for game day? Like, I would be probably more if I would pick them, but I don't ever pick meals. Like our uh, nutrition guy and uh, strength coach always pick them, so I'm not that deep into it. But the stuff I can control, I really control. <laughs> I try to really control, yeah. So. Whatever you call, I, I call it routine, and uh, I try to explain it to uh, Aaron Coachman. He's like, "Yeah, this this called superstition, being superstitious." So I guess I am. So, so Victor, part of the routine. Obviously, we're heading into Crosstown Week. Just walk us through what this week has been like for you guys. Obviously, coming off a big win over Florida Gulf Coast. What's this week of preparation been like for you guys? Uh. Nothing really different. We worked on uh, being nice. Uh, yet the, the day before yesterday, yesterday was day off, and today is real preparation day. Two days before the game, so uh, nothing really different. Just maybe more excitement, more thinking about the game. Necessary, like I don't know. I, I I at least think about it a lot. Like every time, like I wake up and I know it's Xavier week, Xavier week. So and right now I might not even feel as real, but I know in the game day I wake up and. I'm that this is a game like this is a game I look forward to in the summer and everything so big game but preparation was the same honestly not nothing changed really so Vic you and CMOS Lukosius who I'm sure you guys are hoping can can get fully back to action 
this Saturday after uh, going through the, the scary car accident last week and missing uh, the FGCU game. Overall, though, through the, the six games you guys have played together, you two have been one of the best combinations in the country in terms of just plus minus offensive defensive efficiency, putting those two together. What has anything that like you can tell on the court when you guys are together that makes the team flow better? Is there anything that is kind of just built into the way you guys have worked together through the offseason and leading into this season that's helped that? Or, or is that just something that you think is maybe just a stat for right now and it's more so a team stat when CMOS is out there and, and able to uh, to help the offense and keep it flowing? No, I would definitely try to I, – I try to build a relation with him in the offseason. I helped uh, coaches recruiting him, so I had yeah. a lot to do with it. So once he committed – we always talked about European basketballs. So they kind of brought us together. And honestly, we had a much better chemistry in the offseason. And then once the game started, it kind of like broke apart. And then somebody, uh, oh, he actually sent me that, that picture of us being like top four in the whole country. And I was like, yeah, I saw that yesterday. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. And I, and I, and I go, I guess we do have a chemistry. We just don't know about it. <laughs> because once the season started, kind of like, not fall apart, but like it, it got a little bit worse. But we had a great summer together. Like we were really, like the best, like among uh, our teammates. Like the the combination on the court. Like we were just like picking it all. Like it's just automatic points. But hopefully it's gonna even get better because I, I was surprised that we 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 top four. I'm like I don't think we're gonna play that well yet. But in the end, now and Simas doesn't really. Find he's didn't really find his game yet, so I, I think it only I think we have a really good potential to be number one by the end of the year. There you go. Awesome, Vic. So heading into the crosstown shootout on Saturday, you've only got to play in the Cintas Center one time during it. It resulted in a Xavier win. Just talk about what it means, like the talk around this program. Obviously, this is something that hasn't been done since two thousand one at getting a win at Cintas Center. Just talk about that a little bit, and has that been a conversation that you guys, as the older veteran guys in the locker room, kind of brought that up to the younger guys and say, hey, let's go get this thing done on Saturday? Yeah, when when first time I played there, I had no understanding of what Cincinnati Xavier game is. Because first game, my freshman year was cold year, and there was no fans, and everybody was talking about it, but I didn't get to experience it. And then my freshman year, I started experiencing college basketball, and there was beginning of our season and we play it there and we like lose by 20 and it's like you can't hear nothing you, you it, it just different type of game that we haven't had the rest of the year neither so i'm like wow that, that this is all about so since then i really wanted to beat xavier didn't get it done last year unfortunately but for me it means very much i will talk to our players about it because i I will not forgive myself. I'll graduate from Cincinnati without beating Xavier. I'm, I'm very serious about it. Like, I want to beat Xavier so bad. And uh, hopefully we'll stop this trick. Like, this will be, like, even bigger uh, bigger achievement to win them at their place. So, Yeah, did you gather, start to gather that more feeling of what this rivalry is now after last season's 80-77 to 77 loss? I mean, it was a comeback effort but you had the crowd right there. Did it kind of make you guys feel for those who weren't really uh, knowing what was involved with this rivalry? Now as you guys got that sense under your belt, like, man, this rivalry is one of the top ones in college basketball. Do you kind of get that feeling now a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, definitely. When when 
I, I can't. I, I just get so excited thinking about all the fans. And I like to play, since I play there and at home, I like to play at their place as much as our place because I just like, like, all the energy, like, against you or, like, uh, cheering for you. So I'm looking really excited for it. One of the biggest games of our season. So very excited. We'll, we'll try to get a win. No doubt. It's going to be a big one. Speaking with UC forward Victor Locken, leading scorer this season and one of the best defenders on the team. I think right there, either first or second in defensive rating on the roster so far in 2023-24. I'm your host, Russ Heltman, and he is Neil Meyer, my co-host right here on Bearcat Blitz. So looking at the Xavier matchup, what do you think is going to be the most difficult part for you in this matchup? What is the biggest thing you're trying to focus on in terms of how you can impact the game most effectively? Uh, being honest, I haven't looked at their roster yet. If I knew them from last year, because I played in the year before last year. So this year I heard they have a completely uh, different team. I watched some of the Houston Xavier game, but mm -hmm. looking like, uh, I don't know a lot of their players. So we'll have, we'll, we'll go through scouting for today. I don't really focus like on a matchup. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'll have to do this against my guy. I'll just play me and try to help my teammates and somebody have a good night i will let him have his night if i'm having a good night i'll just take it kind of over and like will lead us and i think uh if things will go uh not the best way we want them to go uh, i will need to all the guys will need to kind of take on their shoulders and stick to their hard moments till we get the lead back or something like that so that's how i look at it i don't look at the one-on-one or like uh, I need to go. I didn't score more than this guy or more than that guy. So, gotcha. Yeah. So heading into this matchup, obviously, uh, a guy who is returning for Xavier is a guy like Desmond Claude. He leads the team in scoring. Coach Miller called him one of the best wing players in the country, not even just in the Big East, but one of the big uh, best wings in all of college basketball for what he's been able to do and uh, from the leaps from his freshman season to his sophomore season. Just overall, from the little bit of film that you've watched, what stands out about his game a little bit for you guys? Again, I haven't watched nothing, but if you become a leader score your second year in a, such a good a program like Xavier, it means a lot. Like you, 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 you're definitely a good player. So I, I haven't watched film uh, with him yet, so I can't talk too much. But just the fact that he got so much better in one year, it's very impressive. A couple more rapid-fire questions here for Victor Locken. Going back to your first time kind of falling in love with the game when you were over in Russia, what was the catalyst for that? What was the big reason why you became so into basketball? Was it your size growing up and that's just kind of why you got a ball in your hands? Or was there a moment where you really were like, wow, I, I love the sport of basketball. I want to see where it can take me in my life. It was the reason was my first coach who made me fall in love with the game. My actual first practice never ended up happening because uh, my older brother went to basketball before me, like a couple of weeks before me. And he said, you have to take this bus to get there. And I was waiting for 10 minutes. I was a fan of soccer. So I didn't like basketball. Like, I never liked it. Uh, but I said, my mom told me, like, you, you, you're going with your brother. Just talk to him. He'll get you through the whatever destination. So he told me, this bus and this bus stop, you go there. And I'm waiting for 10 minutes. And uh, I didn't want to go so bad. So I waited for 10 minutes. I'm just going home. I said, the bus never arrived. And I went home and told my mom, like, I don't want to go there. But next time. So my <laughs> first practice never ended up happening. But second one, my brother went with me. And so ended up being there, kind of fell in love. 
a little bit. I actually funny story. I made both of my free throws in my first practice, like from my chest, no technique, nothing. <laughs> I have a talent. And then coach talked to me, you have a size and everything. So then he he really took me and my older brother like under his wing and like treat us like we were their favorite players. So he he started explaining to me the details, the like work ethic I need to have because I have potential. And it kind of went from there. So the reason was my first uh, first coach. Yeah, awesome. so awesome. Talking about just some rapid fire questions here. Let's just talk about the community of Cincinnati for you. Obviously, this is a big week, rivalry. Just talk about what this community and this fan base means to you a little bit more, Vic. Means a lot. We talked about it. Me, Odin, and John talked about it. How uh, John transferred from Wake Forest. Uh, I mean, uh, John transferred from Clemson. Uh, Odin transferred from Wake Forest. And they're talking about how, like, all the alumni and sponsors and donors, like, how they heavily support Cincinnati. And, like, since I haven't been anywhere, I don't have any other experience outside of, like, being Cincinnati in America. So, for me, it's kind of what's supposed to be because I, I – and I appreciate – not supposed to be. Like, I appreciate it a lot, but, like, I don't have anything else, like, different perspective on it. But, like, how John and Audi talks about, like, no, here in Cincinnati, they're really, like – support you heavy like you like even if you lose like we've been not as good as Cincinnati supposed to be the last couple of years and they really like love us and like talk about us like want to interact with us kids that go to our game so it really means a lot and I appreciate I appreciate every single person like who involved in some way or that in another in our program awesome stuff Victor Lockett wish we had more time with him we'll let him get back to preparation for Xavier as they at home at the Synthos Center in the 91st edition of the Crosstown Shootout. Vic, thank you so much for the time, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on, Vic. Neil, we'll take a quick break here as we get ready to do a quick preview of the 91st Crosstown Shootout. Going to be a lot of fun at the Synthos Center, a raucous environment expected. Stick with us right here on Bearcat Blitz. Neil Meyer, Russ Eltman here with you on Bearcat Blitz. Big thank you again to the UC Athletics Department and Victor Locken for setting up that interview and a lot of fun. Always love talking to Vic. He is a great, great time on the mic. So, Neil, one-two punch here. When UC has the ball, when Xavier has the ball. For me, the key in this matchup, which ESPN has Xavier winning about 52 to 53% of the time, I expect to get like a one to three point favorite mark on the betting line in UC's favor in this one, maybe a one point favorite on Xavier, but it's going to be razor thin to me. We touched on it a little bit on Monday. I know what we're going to get out of Vic. We're going to get out of Aziz Bandago. I know what we're going to get largely out of Odio Guama, who's very excited to, to get in this matchup. And you can check out an interview with him on talking cats with Russ Elman as well. I think the front court is going to be able to win their battles. I think they're going to be able to win the rebounding battle against the Xavier team. The question is, can they stay disciplined at the foul line? Can they stay disciplined and continue to be one of the top 10 teams in the country in total fouls committed per game this season? They're only committing about 12 to 13 fouls per game. That's the biggest key for me when we look at the fact, when we look at when Xavier has the ball and then go to when UC has the ball. Can they make sure that Desmond Claude doesn't get to the line six times in this game? That uh, Quincy Olivari doesn't get to the line six times in this game? And on top of that, can Dayday Thomas, J. Frederick and John Newman, that consortium of perimeter defenders, guard the three-point line like teams have done very well so far this season against Xavier, and especially 
against, I believe it's Olivari, who has just hit five of the 10 threes against Delaware, put up a 34 piece and is shooting over 40% from three. Shut him down from the outside. And I think she's going to have a great, great chance to win this game when we look at that matchup specifically. Yeah, absolutely. And that's going to be the main thing is keep Xavier off the foul line. Obviously, we saw what they were able to do the other night. Quincy Olivari had a career high 34 points in their 87 to 80 loss to Delaware. But a matchup I'm really kind of looking forward to. You mentioned it in a guy like Desmond Claude. Obviously, he's taken leaps and bounds from year one to year two here at Xavier University. But a matchup I'm looking forward to is Desmond Claude, John Newman. That matchup there, I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup. And it's definitely a matchup people are going to have to keep an eye on because everybody knows John Newman is a ferocious defender. He can really impact the game and not only just on the defensive end, but also on the offensive way. So that's a matchup to keep an eye on. But also, we're going to have to find ways to keep the guard play in there. Obviously, Xavier has the more experienced guards with a guy like Desmond Claude and uh, Trey Green, who's a freshman who's doing some great things out there as well. Throughout his Davion McKnight, Olivari. I mean, it's kind of like the opposite of UC where the bigs are leading UC and the guards are leading Xavier this year. Yep, and that's a key point there because you talk about Jizzle James and uh, Day-Day Thomas. They're both still young into their careers. Jizzle James has only played in seven uh, games as a freshman. Day-Day Thomas, seven games at this Division I level. Obviously, both kind of struggled a little bit there versus Howard on the road. So it's going to be something to keep an eye on heading into the Cintas Center on Saturday on how that guard matchup for the Bearcats plays out in their favor, in my opinion. No doubt. Take a quick break here. Look at when UC has the ball and give some quick predictions for the 91st Crosstown Shootout. This is Bearcat Blitz on the Believe Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Can Victor Locken have the game of his career. I think that's not necessarily what it's going to take, but it's something that could happen as he continues to level up this season, continues to play really well. I think he's going to have a nice matchup and, and a, a beneficial matchup, Neil, against Abu Osmane as we continue Bearcat Blitz and close it out here. If they can get the ball down low into Victor Locken, access those paint lanes, and they can find a way to get Locken to pass like he did against FGCU in some kind of fashion, then I think they're going to get enough open threes against a very good three-point defense to ultimately win this game and beat the Musketeers 83-78, to 78, Neil. What do you think about when UC has the ball? And we'll get your prediction real quick as we close out this episode of Bearcat Blitz. Yeah, if they can get find a way to get the ball inside to Victor Locken, Aziz Bandego, and take advantage of those mismatches down there, I think Aziz uh, Bandego and Victor Locken, Odia Guama, those three in the front court there, for Cincinnati is definitely something that if they can find a way to get the ball inside and get them going early will be something that could take over this game potentially. But Xavier is coming off a bad 87 to 80 loss to Delaware. Everyone expects this game to go a lot of different ways, but I got the Bearcats taking this one 82 to 78. It's going to be a close game. So I'm right there with you. It's going to be a really close game as always. And it's going to be a battle that comes down to the very end. Two top 35 matchups here. When we think about the, 
Top 35 defensive efficiency from Xavier and the top 35 offensive efficiency both on Kempom from Cincinnati. Cannot wait to see how it goes down at the Sintas Center. Going to be a packed house. It's been a packed show this week on Bearcat Blitz presented by Bet Online. Seconds left, shot clock off, four-point game. DeJulius puts up a three. Yeah! 